Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Still the greatest success story the world has ever known. Fight on, America. Press on. Fight on. Don't give up. I know. We know that they want us to go away. They want us to sit quietly in the corner. They don't want us to say anything, but we must send this message when we are witnessing the biggest heist in American political history. We're witnessing the biggest heist in American political history. While we watch, you've got to wake up, you've got to stand up before those electors are seated and Make it real. Because once the electors certify the electorate constitutionally, there's there's no overturning uh, who the president of the United States is. I don't care how much you hate him or whatever, how much he stole it. (laughs) Once they make their decisions, once they uh, ratify this, it's over. He's he's president. So you still have time here to demand that I've been saying it uh, here now for the last 24, 48 hours, demand an audit on this election, demand an audit on this election. Get with your various uh, political agent action agency groups, (coughs) action groups in your, pardon me, in your communities. And do you demand You demand that there is an audit, especially if you are in places like, well, North Carolina's call for Trump. But if you're in places like Georgia, Nevada, uh, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, demand that, demand that the vote be audited. Especially in Pennsylvania, there has to be a demand, especially in Nevada. There has to be a demand, especially in Georgia. You cannot convince me. Listen, I'm sorry if I'm just hard headed like that, but you are not. You cannot. You will not convince me that enough. Northern and people from New York City and, and people who have relocated into Georgia just to see how this, how they can influence. And you cannot convince me that uh, uh, traditionalist, traditional Georgians, and many of them uh, are, are still there. They've never left. No reason to leave. Georgia is a wonderful, wonderful place to live. They've never left. You cannot tell me that they have broken with their conservative traditions. 
You cannot tell me that. Demand that that vote be audited. <clears throat> now, I'm going to tell you this. I said it before. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again today. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm going to say it again today. I will never, and I'm going to say it until I, I, I have to retract it. And I pray that that is never, I hope I never have to retract these words. But if I do, I will. And I'll do it like a man. But I, at this point, at this very point, at this very moment in American history and time, I personally, I as one American, I as a citizen, I will never recognize Joe Biden as the legitimate president of the United States unless there is an audit done on this 2020 election. If the audit is done and the outcome is clear that for some ungodly reason Joe Biden has become the 46th president of the United States. I will say then, hail to the chief. Congratulations, Mr. President. But I will not do that until. I won't. I'm sorry. Now, look, now you're listening to <laughs> listen. I really got off on a. A tangent there. You're listening to C.L. Bryant's show. Didn't set the show the way I normally do. Uh, and, um, hey, coming to you live across the fruited plains of America over Red State, Red State Talk. Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation, the talk monster. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's. Believe it or not, the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And there you will see the Red State Talk <clears throat> video, uh, video billboard above Ripley's. About a half block from where they dropped the big ball. And uh, guess what? The C.L. Bryant Show, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pops up there every hour. And old C.L.'s face is looking right back at you. So... To continue the soapbox rant. It is being said by people I really don't um, know if we can rely on on their opinions anymore. Uh, You know, Dick Morris, you know, kind of guaranteed a a Romney win. Well, that didn't work out. Dick was profoundly wrong, and he had to go away for a little while. Oh, you know, you remember how they took Dick Morris off the box? Dick Morris was still. But then uh, they relegated him back to the green room with me (laughs) and called him out when they really needed an opinion on something. But Dick Morris says to Newsmax, that he is confident the election was stolen and um, 
Morris says this. Um, Morris says, and 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 then uh, state after state, you keep watching that he was doing better than he had done in 2016. Now, this is what Morris is, is building his analysis on. And then at 10.30, the hammer dropped. The hammer came down. The curtain came down, literally and figuratively. And then all of a sudden, votes started piling up against Trump. In some cases, the vote counts jumped astronomically. In Michigan, I believe 100,000 votes came in for Biden and none for Trump within a space of about three minutes. Now, now, now listen, like I tell you, you can't convince me unless there is an independent audit of this 2020 election, you will never convince me that Donald John Trump lost this election. I keep reminding you, and you need to tell people this because they're not thinking of it. When you move percentages of people from one place to another, you, you, you then lower the amount of people and percentages in the place where you move them from. Making the uh, place where they went to increase in volume and percentage itself. There cannot be a deficit In fact, it is almost certain if there is anything that is close to being certain when you're dealing with mathematics that when you move one a a percentage, when you amplify a percentage and you take it from one space and move it to another, you do not create a deficit. Now, politics is all about mathematics. And friends, when we talk about, and I, I, I have to keep pushing this in, I'm going to keep pushing it in until we come to some conclusion about this, because I'm just not, I, I just can't, I just can't rest with this. And until we do an audit, I am willing, and, and so many of us are willing to accept, and uh, you know, this, if in fact, we can trust that it was done right. That's all we ask. Joe Biden wins the presidency, then Joe Biden wins the presidency, and hey, um, you, me, everybody, we, somehow we fail, but I know this. Black Voices for Trump, the advisory board that I sat on with the, for the president, chosen for, <clears throat> to sit on for the president, we delivered. We delivered exactly what I said we would deliver and that's 15 to 16 percent of the black vote to the presidency, to the president. We delivered. Now, there were some of us who said that we um, would deliver much more. 
I am more of a realist when it comes to things like this. I would have been gladly and greatly surprised um, and happily surprised if, in fact, we would have delivered 22 percent. How do you over how many votes would they have had to manufacture in order to overcome that? More than 30 million, because nobody can account for who these 30 million people extra votes are. Who are they? 30 million more people voted than we really can account for. You do realize that, don't you? 30 million more people voted than, you know, we really can account for. But there, but nobody wants to do an audit. The media wants you to believe that there's nothing to see here. Move along. Oh, no, Americans. If you f- listen, if you fall for that, the uh, listen, I might as well. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. Might as well pack it up and leave, move on to um, New Zealand like I've been thinking about doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was telling a friend of mine about that. <laughs> yeah, might want to do it. No, oh, hey, we can take uh, Ma, and Ma and Paul with us. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. It won't, it, it just won't work. Or I guess we could stay here and fight until midterms, and if we don't win back the House. But by midterms, if we lose Georgia to the lose Georgia Senate race, we, the president may, if the president is voted out, God forbid, but the president is voted out and we can hold on to the Senate, we can at least occupy, we can maintain some ground. We can we can at least occupy until we get another shot in twenty twenty two. We can take the House, hold the Senate, increase our lead in the Senate, which sends a message to Kamala Harris that she will never be president unless she bumps off Joe. <laughs> or unless Joe you know, I'm not talking about literally bump, bump, bump off. Oh, my goodness, I just got, no, oh man, the FBI. But anyway, I'm talking about in case she, it was all in the fix, that she's, she's his vice president, and he all of a sudden, for whatever reason, steps down. I'm not talking about a Brezhnev or anything like that. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm talking about just Joe saying, hey, listen, I, I, you know what he has. He's accomplished exactly what he wanted to accomplish in life. He hadn't been sworn in yet. And I got a feeling that that may be delayed. Or at least when he is sworn in, if he's sworn in, at least we can hold our noses and Say, uh, listen to hail to the chief. If Joe Biden wins the presidency fair and square after an audit, I will gladly say hail to the chief and congratulations, Mr. President. But until that day comes, I will never recognize Joseph Biden as the legitimate president of the United States, which means that, guess what? If he didn't win, Donald John Trump did. 
And even though he may be a man without a title or a presidency. And you know what's so strange? This is like the stuff that's going on in Venezuela. With Maduro and, um, you know, the other and, and our guy. Can't remember. Strange, our guy, I can't even remember his name. See, you never forget the tyrants. You never forget the tyrants. I'm going to share something with you that um, makes me know that Donald John Trump did not lose this race, and it is totally uh, a nebulous thing. But it also speaks to you, too. Whether you want to admit it or not, it will speak to you, too. There is something uh, inside of our what we call it. I guess we can call it intuition. I don't know. I know women have it. Women have it big time. Um, one young lady in particular. Has has intuition big time. It's just frightening how. um people with that type of intuition has. And Americans, I'm saying to you that we have sort of an intuition about this. We, all of us, and not even, even the Dems, they know, they know, they know that there's not, there's something not right here. They know this. They're not going to say anything, but they know that something's not right here with the numbers. You can't move 8% of the black vote greater than it was the last time to column B from column A. And 15% more of the Latino vote from column A to column B. And column B comes up with a deficit loss. Mathematically not possible. This is what they're wanting us to believe about this election is that somehow somehow even with the percentages being the way they are in fact real time they're wanting us to believe that nothing happened you mean nothing happened That altered a vote for Joe Biden? I'm going to tell you what your intuition is telling you. I'm going to to hopefully help you decipher what that is. Because I had to think long and hard about this myself. But I heard Jim Gray refer to something the other day, one of the great, great, great sports commentators of all time. And I'm going to share it with you because I want to relate it to why you're feeling the way you are about this election, why you know that something ain't right. I'm CL. Be right back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA, still the greatest nation on the face of the planet. You know, friends, I've been doing a lot of thinking here about why is it that I can never, ever accept unless it is absolutely laid out in black and white, hard numbers for me that Joe Biden won this election. In fact, I will never um, recognize him as president of the United States unless there is an audit on this election. You may be feeling the same uneasiness about this because you know, you know that something isn't quite right here. You're walking to your house. You're walking to your house and you just know that somebody's been there. Happened to, happened to me uh, one time, me and Jane one time. We had um, been gone for a while. We'd been gone from home a while. And both of us felt this that someone had been in our home when we walked in the door. We felt it. I felt it to the point where I went to the nearest place where I had a, a gun stashed and then went into the rest of the house, only to find, yeah, that we had been uh, robbed we had been burgled but you felt it you knew it that's the way in many ways right now that I feel about what's happened here I, I, I just walking in the door here of this elect just 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 knowing when that when the night was over when when Thursday was over and I'm getting a call uh, I'm on my way to Florida right I'm on my way to Florida uh, and uh, I'm in the airport about to make my final leg uh, to, for, to, to, to Florida, flying to PBI, Palm Beach International. And uh, I get a call from Freedom Works to get to Detroit, that I need to get to Detroit. And, of course, uh, the the news was you know, just blaring everywhere. I was going to uh, go and and, and, and just have a, some downtime with people I care about. And and no plans changed because I had to work. This is my job. It's what I do. Okay? So I was called. 
So they, they, they book the flight while I'm in the airport. <laughs> Although I say, hey, listen, at least let me go to Palm Beach and I fly out tomorrow. I mean, you know, okay, cool. Early, I wish I'd gone on because early, early, <laughs> the, uh, the next morning they had me. In fact, I was in Detroit by 11 o'clock in the morning. And I was speaking and uh, looks like I was about to be overrun by nuts uh, by 12. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's how intense this was. And I have never been able to, I, I just, I, I just, you won't convince me. But this is what, this is what I, this is what I, I this is why I know is sparking perhaps the same feeling in the rest of you. This is what I know. This is what I know. You, you People may forget what you say, and they very well may forget the things that you do. But they will never forget the way you make them feel. Nelson Mandela. I, I know, yeah, I know he was a Marxist and all. I know, but he still was a great man. He said some really neat stuff. And that, my friends, is one of the most profound things that I think he, is, he ever said. One of the most profound things I've heard, if you really analyze that. Because how many, how many sermons, how many speeches have I done in my lifetime? I've, I don't, I, there's no, I can't fathom them. How, how many times have I spoken on the radio and television? I, it, I cannot fathom them. I'm sure there's a number, but I cannot, fa- I, I can't count it. But seldom do people remember, and of course, I'm, I'm, the things that I've said, they're all immortalized on you know, the internet and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, God, thank you for the notoriety. I'm immortalized on canvas. You know, th- this show will always be somewhere to be had. Somebody will always be listening to this show at some point in time, unless it's, it's Jesus comes. But people will still forget what you say. They can always refer to what you say. When they think about you, they don't necessarily think about what you say. And they also forget what you do. Oh, it's so easy for people to forget. Hey, I have children. I have grandchildren. I even have great grandchildren. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I started very young. I was very young and I'm very youthful and all of that. But yeah, I do. But they don't remember what I say until you make them refer back to it. They don't remember it. It's not there in the forefront. And I can tell you that they sure don't remember what you do. Oh, no, not your kids. Your kids don't. That Your kids have a short memory when it comes to things that you do for them and have done for them. People don't remember what you say and what you do, but they never forget 
when they think of you, how you make them feel. Now, sometimes there are uh, these, these, these personalities that come along like Donald John Trump. And this is how I know, this is how we know together that Joe Biden and the Democrats are stealing this election because, oh, I can, you know what? I can remember on so many occasions when I think of Donald John Trump, the things that he said, but I have to recall it. But I can't remember on any occasion remembering anything that Joe Biden has said except this. The only thing I remember Joe Biden really saying is what, what I see his face in my mind is corn pop. <laughs> and uh, what else does he say? Oh, yeah, yeah, Joe always says, uh, come on, man. Of course, he gets that from Keyshawn. Uh, you know. But uh, other than that, I, I don't remember anything Joe Biden said. And and you know what? I don't remember anything about what Kamala, Kamala Harris says, except she's uh, wants to okay killing babies, uh, if, even if they survive a botched abortion. I remember she said that. But I remember more than that. I, I remember how that made me feel about her. But the truth is, I really don't feel anything about Joe Biden because he doesn't make me feel any particular way at all. But I think one of the reasons why we know that Donald John Trump could not have been beaten by Joe Biden is for those precise reasons. It's because those of us who have the DNA of our founding principles still in us. And I got to tell you something. It was over 71 million of us legitimately. 10 million more of us voted this time around for Donald John Trump than voted for Barack Obama, who was the first black president of the United States. It was a record vote. You will not cause me or to believe unless this election is absolutely audited. That sleepy Joe Biden and aptly named who makes us feel nothing beat Donald John Trump who made us feel great anticipation when he brought little Kim and the Chinese to bay. bay. when he took the Iranians by the scruff of their neck, when he told Europe that you won't treat us like chumps anymore. When we saw how evil it was that the FBI lied about him being involved with Russia, 
when we saw how evil it was that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats lied about this president needing to be impeached, yet he survived it. When I think about how I felt when all of the opportunity of the stock market began to explode and 401ks went through the absolute roof. When I think about him funding historic black colleges and universities when most black people right now don't even realize he did it. Permanently he funded them. When I think about him creating enterprise zones so that inner city business can thrive. When I think about American unemployment among all sectors, all demographics, was the lowest we had seen in many decades, over six for women, and never before had we seen unemployment as low for blacks and Latinos as we had had under this president. American business was booming. And call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to, but the very people that hated him unleashed upon the world just to get him a virus that their Democrat puppets could use to try and bring him down. But even in the midst of it, he still won this election. The numbers are rigged, folks. He still won the election, even in the midst of the pandemic. So what, (laughs) I'm not advocating anybody go get your pitchforks or anything, but I do know that the pitchforks are going to come out. Yeah, uh, not long after, uh, God forbid, if somehow the uh, the electors, you know, certify that Joe Biden is president of the United States, a certification that cannot be overturned constitutionally. The pitchforks then very well could come out. Now, here in a couple of weeks, I'll be headed down to Georgia because I've seen that the devil is going down to Georgia. And we need to go and eradicate his behind from down there. Before the January election. For the Senate. The devil has gone down to Georgia. And there is no way that you will ever convince me that Georgians have lost their minds. I'm just not going to be convinced of it. I do know that, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of Yankees moving into Georgia because, you know, land is cheap and, uh, you know, taxes are good and, you know, it's easy living. Economy is beginning to boom, easy living, but they're also bringing, as you know, it happens. Same thing that that happens, you know, in Florida. 
Although you got a good gov, you got a governor in Florida, and hey, uh, if Trump doesn't want to do it again in 2024, I know a good governor down in Florida that could. Yeah, I know a good governor down in Florida that could. So Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, back when Ron first ran for office, I introduced him. Uh, I'm talking about not the governor. When he first ran for office um, there and for Congress, I introduced him to a crowd there. I think we're in Orlando. I'm almost certain that we were in Orlando at an event. We're, I think we're about to do a Beck event uh, together. And he was about to take the stage there. I'd love uh, DeSantis has the right stuff. And, of course, uh, Freedom Works. Uh, we embrace him and um, Freedom Works. Uh, I'm proud to be a senior fellow with them. Go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and become a part of a movement. Not only to uh, mobilize and educate and build the largest grassroots organization in the nation, but to continue to be a uh, watchman on the wall for truth and lower taxes and fiscal responsibility in this country. Go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and uh, become a part of a movement. Tell them CL sent you. Now, friends, let me tell you this. If Dick Morris is right here and then all of a sudden and, and this this is this math this is another mathematical impossibility that you have a hundred thousand votes come in a hundred thousand votes come in and not one of them is for the other guy it's uh, listen if we're in a room full of saints, I promise you a couple of them are sinners. I promise you. <laughs> Just look at Jesus, Jesus 12. Just look at them. I promise you. It's always, I promise you. It's just not mathematically possible. Okay? Only Jesus is perfect as far as I know. The son of God, who is perfection. The rest of us, we're flawed. So if you do have a room full of so-called saints here on this earth, somebody know they ain't a saint. If you got a room full of sinners, somebody know that they have no business being here. If you got a room full of them, somebody knows that they have. If you got a room full of sinners, somebody among them knows that they have no business being there. A hundred thousand votes come in and not one of them is for another candidate. This is what they don't want to investigate. I'll be back. Thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Well, as I was saying a little bit earlier, and there was a quote by Nelson Mandela. And friends, listen, when you you understand the era of people wanting to burn liberals, liberals want to burn a book called uh, Irreversible Damage. It's about the damage of, you know, transgendered people, you know, as they do what they do. They do do irreversible damage to themselves that just cannot be fixed. Once you take that leap, once you, uh, you know, do the nip, nip, tuck, tuck, and snip, snip, it's gone, and all this kind of stuff, whatever. It's irreversible damage. And uh, some people are saying that you need to burn that. Some liberals are saying that you, you should burn that book. Burn that book. Now, they call you and me fascist? Fascist? And they are saying burn a particular book because a a particular book. So what's next? You're going to burn the Bible? Believe me, friends, that's exactly what's next. Ban the Bible. Oh, it, it's already been done in so many places. Teachers get into big trouble if they have a Bible on their desk at school. Public school anyway. Do you realize a teacher can be fired for that? Captive audience and all that kind of thing. She can't do that in front of those impressionable kids. She can't possibly uh, at least share her faith. That's good. Not telling anybody to burn or tear down anything. Just... Uh, something that's just there. They can ask about it, and she can tell them about hers, and, you know, they can tell her about theirs. Isn't that the way conversation is supposed to exist in this country, or have we gotten away from that, friends? We won't, because um, before we allow that to happen, before Americans allow that to happen, uh, it's all going to be torn down and built up again. It has to be a civil war. There will be a reconstruction. Yeah, after the civil war, there was reconstruction. And friends, I am telling you, I am saying to you that unless there is an audit of uh, this election, there will be civil war in this country. It will break out in this country. 
There will be unrest to the like that you have never seen in this country. And you have not seen folks act a fool until you have seen conservative folks who are ticked off for having paid the bills and all of that. And all of a sudden you're going to tell me how this is going to go. No, you're going to tell me how you're going to spend our money, the money that you're going to give it away without any representation from us, especially in the midst of an election that is suspect at very best. You're talking about taking something from us? No. No, revolution is, yeah, the next civil war is knocking, knock, knock, knocking on the door. That's not going to happen. You're not going to tell me what I can say and what I can't say. Huh? You're not going to. I I heard um, Governor Huckabee use this analogy, or maybe it, yeah, I think it was Mike Huckabee that used this analogy. I want you to think about this. You got a phone in your house or an iPhone on that you have on you. And for some reason, they pick up on your conversation. And they don't like what you said. And so they cut your phone off. Would you stand for that? Oh, no, you'd run them. They, you'd tar and feather them, run them out of business. They would be a tarred and feathered business and you would run them out, wouldn't you? You would never do business with them again, would you? That's why that thing parlors begin to take on. Huh? I had a friend. Um, in fact, he was the director of my film, Pritchard Cotton. Great guy, Pritchard. Uh, invited me. To, in fact, I got to go get on and do that. Michelle, and hey, listen, I want to lift up my uh, friend, uh, Michelle, and her family in prayer, husband uh, in prayer, and Mark in prayer, and um, just pray for them, please. And uh, Lord knows in the name of Jesus, we uh, come against and bind anything that may be of illness or sickness or anything that may darken their door. We remove it in the name of Jesus. And thank you for hearing our prayer. And, and thank you if you have a, if you are a um, person of faith. Uh, you know, just um, hope that you agree with me in prayer on that. And so, there we go. And there we have it. And so the question exists: Do people remember what you say? No. Do people remember what you do? No, not necessarily. Children certainly don't. Children never remember what you do or have done until they're older. <laughs> until they're much older. They re- they start remembering. Well, you know, well, it wasn't so bad for me after all, was it? <laughs> and I do understand that there are some of you out there who really did have it bad uh, uh, I do understand that. I understand that. Um, but I, when I look back over my life and how I kicked against the pricks and all this kind of stuff, um, 
I had to be the stupidest kid alive. <laughs> I really, I could have been president. If Barack Obama became president of the United States, I could have been president. But, say love you. Got a lot of show for you left, friends. And uh, again, my producer is out. Michelle is out. I solicit your prayers for her and her family. And I uh, have said and will say to you again this, um, that Nelson Mandela was right. And this is the whole idea about speech. I, of course, I don't agree with Mandela's politics. Mandela's a Marxist. But there are some things that he said, that many things that he said, that I am totally philosophically in agreement, in agreement with. And this is one of them. This is a very philosophical thing. And it's one of the reasons why I think Donald John Trump, in our heart of hearts, we know, won this race. Because this man made us feel good about who we were. This man had set the stage for American greatness. And oh, 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 we were ready to go to heights unknown until this coronavirus came in. American business was booming. Oh, this time of the year. And even though uh, for me, it's, it's, a, it's very melancholy because, you know, folks, all of you know, uh, that it's the first year in over 40 years that I will spend without my my wife, my Jane, that was uh, with my life for all that time. And so it's it's melancholy for me, but I'm just thinking about if it was just one of those things that um, was um, all things being equal, normal. And there was no coronavirus. Do you, do you remember? Can you imagine what Christmas and Thanksgiving? For me, I don't know about you. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I'm being honest with you. Uh, yes, with my Christian self, I'm saying this. Of course, every day is a day of Thanksgiving for me. But in America, there's this season that jumps off right after Halloween and if if you know me, you know that I've always been one of those kids and one of those people who know, I just know that there's no evil or witches or de- goblins or devils in kids' minds on Halloween. They they just want a piece of candy. At least that's all I wanted, but my parents uh, just made me let me give out the candy. Uh, that That totally sucked. But actually, they took away the desire, really, except for a couple of times that I actually went out trick-or-treating when I was old enough to go do it. Actually, I was just a little bit too old and too smart. (laughs) And actually, I had uh, a job, so I had to just go buy candy when I was 11 and 12. You know, I had a job. Uh, it didn't make any sense to me to dress up in a costume and go knock on people's door and ask for candy. I would bought my candy. And you know what? Uh, I'm kind of glad about that in a way, uh, even though my parents, I thought, were overly strict as far as that's concerned. But I was glad 
now when I'm in hindsight and they say that's 2020 that, you know, I was, I was like that because like I said, when I got to be 10, 11, 12 years old, Halloween was just foolishness from foolishness anyway, for me. I still enjoyed um, watching my friends. I, I, I engaged in a few pranks. <laughs> oh, yeah, the old bag on fire prank. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I engaged in a few. I rolled a few uh, houses, uh, girls, you know, houses and so forth. That was the thing to do back then. It was harmless. And you went and helped her unroll it. It meant you liked her. And her parents were just totally peeved. But it was a kinder, gentler nation back then. And this time of the year was special. Even just a few short months ago. Because this actually came upon us right after the new year, remember? The last Christmas was not like the one we're about to face. The last Thanksgiving was not like the one we're about to face. I, it was great optimism. I was on a new adventure. I'd gone, moved to Denver, you know, as I said, and I was about to start a new adventure. And then everything, that I mean, for me, the bottom literally, literally fell out of my life. It was, but the, the, the holiday before then, the, the Thanksgiving and the, the Christmas before then was, it was great. Great anticipation. And here we are. It's not the same this year. We'll talk more about it on the other side of the break. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Glad that you could come along. There's something missing in our America. And we are going to have to be bold enough to grasp the dangerous freedom or have peaceful slavery. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. 
throughout the fruited plains are the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Still the greatest nation, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America, my home, sweet home. God bless her. And may you find it within yourselves the courage to stand up for her now. Don't have a a long time, especially you Georgians. Hey, you Georgians. I'll be there in a couple weeks. Be there in, in Georgia in a couple weeks. And um, and I'll be in several places in Georgia in a couple of weeks. Certainly be coming through Atlanta. Got to do a tour coming through there. Um, plan to team up with my good friend, uh, Mike Lee, there in Georgia. So, hey, now is the time to stand. Stand up. Wake up. Stand up. Wake up. Get your stretching in. You mean, because, I mean, hey, listen, don't need any cramps, any hiccups on the way to where we need to go when we take this Senate race in Georgia. Georgia, I, I will not believe that uh, you did what they said you did. I won't believe that unless there is uh, a certified audit, independent audit of this race. Now, there is a question that is on the table that everybody, all every red-blooded American, woman, boy, or girl, red, yellow, black, or white, every red-blooded American, you better... you. You better answer this question. I know there are some of you who think, well, uh, we we got Donald Trump out of there. So, yeah, I was bold enough to uh, do what I, you know. No, you have just been stupid enough to give away your nation to people who hate the very reason why you have opportunity. If you're, if you're playing a basketball game, and I do know that there are several NBA um, players who listen to this show, I, I, but you may, not, you may turn me off. You may, not, you may not hear me no more. Hey, okay. But I got to tell you, if you're enjoying the pleasures of playing a game you love, a game, if you enjoy the pleasure of playing a game you love and they pay you to do it, I know ain't much money in, in knife throwing, but I love throwing knives. I love throwing knives. I wish there were throwing knife competition. Maybe there are. I know that there are hatchet comp, but if you are enjoying. That kind of, uh, what's the word, level of, 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 of comfort in life to play a game? 
how in the world, man, can you not tell other folks that they need to get on the good foot to get to where you are and show and le- help lead the way? E- engage with the enterprise zones that the president laid out for us. Get them in the in the HBCUs that the that has been funded by this president. Don't talk about how evil America is when you're running around with two loaves of bread under your arm. Uh, and, and people are all around you talking about they're hungry and you're not giving them a, a slice? No, I'm not talking about the little slice you give back to the community. I'm not talking about that. The slice that you could give them if you show them that it's best to pull themselves up. Listen, I understand everybody who makes a living as an athlete did, in fact, do it themselves and with their God-given talent. In fact, they are the epitome of God-given talent at, at work. Because to reach the level of athleticism that a LeBron James, a Kobe Bryant, a Tiger Woods, anyone, who, uh, uh, Mahomes, anyone, who has that level of athleticism, a Michael Jordan. Oh my God. The man could fly. They worked at it. They worked and they worked and they worked and worked at it. Often people, you know, come to me and come up to me after a a young man or a young woman will come up to me after a speech, pull me to the side, and they'll ask me, um, "How how how do I how do I learn how to talk like you, how to speak like you, or whatever?" And the only thing I can say to them is work at it. It'll, if, you, if that is a passion of yours, if that's what you do naturally, then you won't be able to fail at it. You won't fail. So work at it and perfect the craft. Work at it. Are you bold enough to reach again, Americans? My fellow citizens, are you bold enough to reach for your dangerous freedom again? Oh, they say that, uh, hey, if you have anybody around you, more than 10 uh, folks so uh, around you, then uh, coronavirus will show up. If there's anybody more that you have more 11, uh, you bring in Aunt Lucy uh, who flew in from Chicago or wherever to be with you on Thanksgiving. If she shows up, somebody going to jail. You going to tell me you're going to stand for that? I know you're going to have to take me. But I tell you what, you're not coming in my house without a warrant. And you are going to show me where I am violating a law. Are we going to, it's going to be some furniture moving up in here. I'm telling you, 
Yeah, you got to take me to jail. And Americans, I am telling you that you had better stand up. You had better be ready to rumble. Because they, a governor, listen, are you hearing me? Are you bold enough to reach again for your dangerous freedom? I am saying to you that the reason revolution broke out in this country going back to 1776 is because governors were heavy handed on the people given authority by the crown. And who is the crown these days? If in fact the Dems have their way, I tell you the crown is someone who is absolutely unlikely, but yet has influence that is unbelievable. That is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She runs Bernie Sanders. She runs the Democrat Party. And Nancy Pelosi And uh, Joe Biden, they may not say it publicly, but they are praying (laughs) that Georgia Republicans hold that Senate. So Ocasio-Cortez will not demand that the two of them run amok. Are you bold enough to reach again for your dangerous freedom? Are you going to let a governor decree to you that you are not going to enjoy the type of holiday season that you want to enjoy in your home and they threaten you with penalties if you don't hear what they decree for you? Americans, are, are you are, are you hearing me? It's not happening unless you're not coming in my, and I'm telling all of you, if someone comes to your door, unless they have a warrant and they can show you what law you have broken, they will not enter your home under threat. Friends, this is, this is going to be the straw. I'm telling you. And and what's so strange is this idiot Biden has done nothing as far as coronavirus is concerned. The president was right when he said we are turning the corner on this because we are. We have. And he should get the Nobel Prize. Joe Biden has done nothing in 47 years and he will do nothing in four years still. He will be the person if for some ungodly reason he is ratified as president of the United States with the electors which will not be overturned if it reaches that point here in just two weeks. I think there's three, maybe three. 
I think it's the 14th of December. Unless it is stopped in its tracks with an audit to make sure that there are not more votes than there are people who was registered to vote. That's all I want to know. I will never acknowledge Joe Biden as president of legitimate president of the United States until there is an audit on that vote. I will recognize the presidency of the United States, which may be embodied in that man, but I will never recognize that man as the winner of that race. He is uh, the only a figurehead to me until there is some legitimacy to this. And there can't be legitimacy to this until we are 71 million people can't be wrong about something here. And all of us are collectively thinking how in the world with a, a man who had no one showing up to see him do anything, how in the world that a person who has no charisma and remember what I told you? What Mandela? You remember? I told you uh, people—they may never remember some of the things you say. Oh no, that's why we archive the radio shows because people don't remember what you say. You can go, always go back and read. You know, sometimes people uh, give credit of what I what I said to somebody else. I said, no, I said that. <laughs> it's in my movie. Yeah, they never remember what you say. They just remember what they heard that time and how it made them feel from that person. They don't remember what you do. They just remember that, it, it, you know, somebody did. Some, I remember somebody else doing. Oh, that was you, wasn't it? They don't ever remember what you do. Your kids in particular, they never remember what you do. But I can tell you one thing about it. When people think about you, when people think about you, Initially, they always remembered how you made them feel. You know what? Um, I, I, I got a chance to meet Bill Clinton on a couple of occasions. And I will say this about Big Bill. About Billy. Oh, it'd be a trip if he was listening. But uh, I totally doubt that. But anyway, let me tell you something about Bill Clinton. The second time I met let me tell you about the second time I met Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton made me feel special the first time I met him because when he was speaking to you, he had this thing about his personality that made you feel as though you were engulfed in him just talking to you. It was just you and him. Even though he just may have spoken to you for a minute, two minutes, three minutes. 
you felt as though it, it was just you and him talking. Now, the second time, let me tell you, that's the first time I met Bill Clinton. This is the second time I met Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton has one of the, has one of those memories. I still don't know if it's still working for him. I think it is. I uh, would have no reason to doubt it, you know, except for the, you know, the wear and tear of age. But Bill's uh, 75, 70, 75, 76 now. Still looks pretty good. His voice is kind of wavering, but he still looks pretty good. Uh, I'm going to look better than that when I'm 70. I'm going to look better than Bill when I'm that age. While off, look good while off. But the second time I met Bill, what amazed me is that he remembered me from the first time. And he remembered my initials. One of those kind of memories. And people said that he he, he just has that. He has that. For, but see, I never will forget how that made me feel. So even though I, I may have to remember the politics of Bill Clinton, you know, I may have to remember all of, you know, go back and sort through all of what, what makes me not vote for him. Okay. But I will never forget how he made me feel. When somebody remembers you of, of his stature, you know, then you never forget that. And you may not remember what he said. You may not remember what he did at that moment. But the minute you think about him, the minute I think about it, I remember how I felt. I remember how he made me feel. And that's what makes, uh, I, over the years, I'm going to talk about this when I come back. I used to do a lot of revivals. And preachers, I'm, I'm talking to you preachers in particular, because you know, you know it's true. Um, I had been uh, attending, uh, when I go down toward Port St. Lucie, uh, uh, Grace Baptist, I believe it's uh, Pastor Sam is uh, the uh, pastor there. And I just love his message, you know. I'll talk to you preachers when I come back. Don't go away because many times they don't remember what you say. I'll be back. I'm CL. This is CL Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high 
hearts are bowing in reverence. CL. Fantastic day, beautiful day down here in my native Louisiana. I am wonderful, um, wonderful, wonderful. I'm looking at a wonderful, wonderful day uh, outside. The last few days have just been absolutely extraordinary fall days. Um, the highs around 70 and the lows in the 40s and upper 30s. And the leaves, of course, are all changing. And this is my time of the year. I just love, love, love this time of the year in the South, in my neck of the woods in the South, and up around Georgia in particular, uh, where I'll be going in a couple of weeks just to um, uh, see whatever dent that I need to be make uh, on behalf of our folks in Georgia. Uh, we'll see what we can do to help out that um, Senate race, you know, get those people fired up and lifted up and motivated we got to have the Senate. we got to must keep it. We must keep it to make our uh, ride and make our job uh, less tedious and, uh, than it is. But I, I want to speak to you pastors. Um, I, of course, have uh, pastored three different churches, but I have done many revivals over um, uh, 35 year period. I've done many revivals, many revivals. And um, sometimes I am in the little towns or cities, you know, wherever I might uh, have um, preached revival. And I might be visiting friends. I might be meandering around in their uh, shops or, you know, grocery stores or what have you, you know, depending. <clears throat> I might be in a restaurant. Most likely, and that's where I'm going to be, or in a hotel lobby. And usually, and uh, you know, and, and it happens from time to time. Usually, um, there's someone who will recognize you, and, and and sometimes they may have trouble placing you, and you know. But then you give them your name, and oh yeah, boom, boom, boom. They saw you in revival, yada yada yada. And they may not remember what it was you preached. And this, then this is the Baptist, Black Baptist Church tradition here, um, and they may not remember, um, you know, that you know the Lord has blessed you to build a, a church, and they don't may not know how many people the Lord has allowed you to baptize into the kingdom, and you know how many souls that you know the Lord has allowed you to lead to Christ. They they, they don't know those type of things. And those are the things that you did. They don't remember the sermon that you preach, what you say. They don't remember what you did, uh, you know, as far as your, your true mission, and that is to bring souls into the kingdom. They, they don't know that. But let me tell you what they don't, but they never forget, preacher. They never forget how you made them feel. Now, one of our gifts, if, 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 if we are one of the, the gifts that we should, uh, our tools, let me, I don't know if it's a gift because all preachers don't have this gift. But they do have the tool. They can use it. And that's the tool of um, merging um, what you say, what you do with reaching them emotionally. Oh, that story of Jesus and the lost son was a tearjerker. It was a tearjerker. <laughs> and one of the greatest stories ever told about 
a boy who, you know, grew up doing good. And he went off and he, 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 he wasted himself. And she wasted herself on riotous living. Oh, my God, do I know this story? And then, and then once, once, friends, America, America, hear me, once you blow it all, uh, the thing that gets us back is the same thing that has always gotten us back, and it's the Judeo-Christian relationship that we have had with ourselves which does allow us to also communicate with our Muslim brothers and, our, and, 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 and everyone else of their particular faiths. It is our Judeo-Christian standards that allow us to reach out and embrace them as friends. We may not share the same doctrines, the same religions, but this nation has been the type of nation where everyone, yeah, sure, of course, who hasn't been prejudiced? Of course we have been. Oh, you call, you call yourself the black church and you go, you know, the white church. I mean, but it's the church, right? But don't we, just by saying that, uh, exemplify some type of prejudice? Of course we do. Let's not be stupid. Let's not be hypocritical here. But this is the point. People are like leaves blowing in the wind these days. There is no certain sound of the battle trumpet. We don't know if we're hearing a sound of a retreat. And so many are hearing that sound. I'm, I'm not me. I'm, I'm hearing. I'm hearing a different sound. I'm hearing a sound of attack. That sound I'm hearing. I'm hearing the sound of advance, take the hill. But then there are others who are hearing. This. There's an uns. We don't. We don't have. Uh, we do. We do on paper. And Donald John Trump is, is the president of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, on paper right now because until January 20th, I mean, he is legitimately the president of the United States. And as far as I'm concerned, he will be the president of the United States beyond then if they don't do an audit of this vote. I'm saying to you there will be revolution in this country. Are we going to breed a generation, two, three generations of weaklings? I'm talking about our children and grandchildren. Oh, I know we love them. I love mine. But what will they bring to the table? Because their happiness in too many ways depends on whether or not you are happy. If you have any money, 
if you have any substance. Their future hope in too many cases revolves around you. Think about it. Think of look at the, think about your children. I'm thinking of mine. Think of yours. Some of us may be blessed with children who are, um, you know, prosperous and moving forward. Glory to God. Enterprising. Glory to God. But when polls are taken of the average, um, uh, I forget what they call them, uh, what millennials, generations they're supposed to be. I don't know. But all I can do is is book age groups, and I'm talking about uh, 25s to 40s. 25 to 40s. Not responsible. (laughs) Not really that responsible. Oh, and if you drop down below that age, oh, as far as responsibility is concerned, they drop off the charts. What I'm saying is, um, when we were coming along, and of course, I was a dropout until I decided to go back and all this type of thing. And, you know, I left Christianity and all of that kind of thing, you know, studied Buddhism and all this kind of stuff, you know, and um, was out there, you know, so I was out there. Okay. And, um, why? Because the Beatles and, you know, Paul John Lennon and uh, George Harrison, they were out there. You know, heck, you had. George Clinton, George Clinton and Hendrix, they were spaced. <laughs> they were spaced. Uh, you know, so I did too. A whole nother life. It was a whole nother life. But it's part of my life. It's part of who, what made me, me. But we were not weaklings. We were thinkers. And we wanted to seize the day. We wanted to find a way to make some money without killing ourselves with a shovel. That's what we wanted. We wanted to see if, in fact, we could better the world through thought and technology. And thought and technology, of course, began to weigh out, you know, after waywardness and silliness and doing crazy stuff getting to do media Lord had called me to preach and all that kind of thing but we weren't weak I'm thinking that we are breeding do you I mean tell me just think about it follow me on Twitter at Rev R-E-V-C-L Brian tell me whether or not we're breeding a generation at Rev C L Bryant, yeah, at Rev C L Bryant of weaklings, are we breeding? Are we breeding two, three generations? Uh, you know, two, uh, one or two generations of weaklings? Huh? Are they weak? I mean, do they have a plan? I mean, when do they ex? When when do they? When do, does their plan kick in? What what does it look like? I don't even, you know, we had a plan, too, and ours was simply not to go to, uh, you know, make sure that, I don't know, we didn't have another war like Vietnam. 
and that we began to wake up and, and we began to understand that these politicians were, they needed watching. They needed watching closely. That's what we uh, began to understand. And um, I know that a lot of our kids are politically aware. I mean, I'm proud to know uh, young people who are politically aware. But uh, unfortunately, there's not enough of them that we have been able to touch. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, friends, we need to touch them. We need to reach out and touch them. So, I hope we're not raising a generation of weaklings in this country. But I can assure you that if, in fact, the gimme, gimme Democrats, give it free, give it free Democrats, have their way. The poisoning of American bloodstream will continue. And the question that will never be asked to American young people will be this. Who pays for this? Uh, Dad, you know, can you give me a car? Can you give me a car? <laughs> uh, have you ever been asked that question? I, um, you know, can you give me a car? Can you give me a car? Can you give me a car, Dad? No, you had to work and get your car. You had to work. Got to work and get it. Uh, you know, I'll help you, but you got to work and get it. But no, does it? Have, have you ever turned into a gimme? Has that ever turned into a gimme? Who, who eventually pays for that? You do. You do. There's no free college. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see these professors give their time. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no free college. No free medicine. Huh? No free research. Uh, what? How can there be free housing? Unless it's going to be run down and in ghetto. Nobody's taking care of this. There can't be free. Somebody's got to do something. To the plumbing. To the outside. To the grass. To the, uh, whatever. There's no free. How is it that we're being duped into this? You have Kamala Harris, who is the farthest left senator there is. She's further than Bernie Sanders. You're going to tell me that the people of Georgia have now wanted her and Joe Biden to be 
vice president and vice president? I don't believe it. I, I, I'm just, I'm just not buying it. I mean, you can, you can do, you can say whatever you want, but I'm not buying it. I am not buying that. I'm just not. So, believe what you want. You better wake up. Is what you better do, though. And that's what. That's why. I got to head up to Georgia. And that's why you had better understand Americans. That's what's at stake here. And um, it's fight or flight. Ah, that's what it is. It's fight or flight. And I want your prayers for my uh, producer, Michelle, and family um, you know because <laughs> I've missed arguing with her <laughs> in our meetings um, in the morning and so we are now having to decide whether to stay and fight through the republic or just go do it somewhere else because we know that the Democrats, if they get their way, they are going to fundamentally change this nation. They are going to try to ram through the legislation of stacking the court. Although, you know, it's going to be difficult if we can hold the Senate. They can't do it. They just can't do it. But if they take the Senate, then we're going to have to convince at least two or three Democrats, and I know we may have Manchin, you know, and maybe one other. But that would only bring it to, um, well, if we had those two, we could we could, we could, could control it. We could control it. If we had two Democrats who would come to our side, we could, we could control it. But that's what we must do. But But this is what, and I'm going to talk about this. Talk about the knock, knock, knocking on your door come Thanksgiving. I'll be back. You be ready for what may come. I'm C.L. This is C.L. Bryant Show. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I So you cling me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrifice Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best I can, always lend a helping hand. 
CL back with you uh, closing the show out today. And, uh, of course, remembering um, everything that we must do, we must do if we're going to be serious about reclaiming and retaking um, this country, this, this nation. Is it slipping away? Huh? Is it slipping away? Is, is, is what has happened to other great societies. Considering if we fail to hold the Senate, will we be able to preserve enough of what Democrats can dismantle in two years? If they have control of all three branches of government. Oh, it makes me shudder. To consider what they might be able to do. Before. We're able to stop it. Friends. um, It's all serious. Yes, it is. And as I was saying to you, what are you prepared to do? Be ready for the knock, knock, knocking. That is um, going to be ordered. In fact, some sheriffs are saying there's no way that they're going to be patrolling and seeing how many cars are at people's houses. Some of your local sheriffs are saying that right now. But, you know, once the uh, monies come in to enforce certain things, you're going to have problems. Okay, you just heard me say it first. You're going to have problems. You got to be ready, Americans. And I mean that. There is an opportunity here for you and I to make a difference to make a difference and whether or not we keep or lose we keep or lose what once was and what still is the greatest nation on the face of the earth but she can go away America can go away. And you know what's so odd? What's going on up on Capitol Hill right now? You have uh, social media giants, Facebook, Google, Twitter. They were governing. And, and, and you know, you know, every one of you know people who are addicted to that little screen in the palm of their hands. They're addicted to it. Hey, 
I raise both of my hands. I have been 10 miles away from my home, just that uh, ab- absent-minded, been 10 miles away from my home. You know what I realized? I realized I did not have uh, my phone. So I drove another mile to make it to turn around and go back and get it because I'm addicted to it. Everything I know, everything I have, anyone that I want to speak to, there are no pay phones. (laughs) you have a cell phone that is charged or you have nothing are you hearing me and if you want some information if you want to know if people are uh, if you're in the business that I'm in and you want to get a glimpse as to what's going on with people that you know and people who might know you You can do that with everything that's in that cell phone. If you need to call your children, there are no pay phones. My car connects to my phone. So I don't know anybody's number. You know, Jane's gone. She was the only number that I knew. The only number that I knew. And mine was hers. So, yeah, I turned around. That's what governs our life. And here they are on uh, social media, governs our life. And here they are governing what you can say on Facebook or Twitter or that type of thing. It would be just like Governor Huckabee once said or did say. It'd be like you and I talking on a con- having a conversation, a group chat, whatever. A group chat. Let's just say we're having a group chat in AT&T, whoever. That your carrier may be Sprint, whoever, maybe your carrier, Verizon, whoever may be your carrier. And they heard something that you said in your group chat. And they cut your phone off. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you have something to say about that? I know I would. Oh, there'd be a whole lot of jumping up and down about that. You ought to be jumping up and down about what's going on with Facebook and Twitter and those giants who are about to be, I hope they get broken up big time. Oh, parlor and all, and all that type of stuff. Guess what? There's, there's gold in them Nar Hills. <laughs> yeah. It's American opportunity, but you know, Joe Biden, has no vision. Joe Biden's never earned a P 
paycheck, really. For 47 years, he's been earning, selling his name and influence, peddling it. I've tweeted out earlier, where's where's Hunter? Huh? Where's Hunter Biden? Is that going to go away now? Oh, so they win? Follow me on Twitter, at Rev C.L. Bryant, at Rev C.L. Bryant. Yeah, so Obama and Joe and Hunter, they win? Got a picture of them posted up there. Follow me on Instagram, C.L. Bryant. Huh? So, (laughs) is this how it plans out? I think, you know what, it could. We we may be that far gone. You know, I mean, is it already gone? Did, we don't know it. Is it already gone? And we don't know it? If, if, this, if this election is not audited, does that mean that it's already gone and we don't know it? Or are we just finding out? That it's gone? What's gone? Adam, where are you? <laughs> you know, what, what? Where are you? What, America, America. Where are you? You're not, you're not what was created. You, you're not that. You're not. You're not. You're not what was created. America, America, where are you? So, all of my friends out there, <laughs> like I said, I'll be going to Georgia pretty soon. And um, to see if, in fact, we can help hold this part of it. All of it's political. You pastors who are not engaged uh, in somehow in the political process, you don't have to tell you any of your congregants uh, what your political affiliations are, but you need to show up at some of these political rallies. I don't care if you stand in the back. Your face needs to be seen there. You don't have to become engaged in it. Your face still needs to be seen there. Yeah. Jesus came and took on the Sanhedrin, it was called the Sanhedrin Council. We call them, you know, Democrats, Republicans, whatever. The Pharisees and Sadducees, who they were, different philosophies on life, different philosophies on religious practice. In many ways, they were still Jews. However, they ruled. They were the governmental and religious body, ruling body of that day when Christ's ministry began. What did he do, pastors? He took them on, head on. It's the only way to set the captives free was to break those religious and political shackles that was on them. 
I know that many times you run away from attacking that, but the captives are still captured. If, in fact, Caesar still has a hold on them, too. Oh, you may show them the way to be religiously set free, and indeed they are. But still they're rendering unto Caesar and they're asking the question as to why. You have to have that answer too, pastors. Jesus wasn't afraid of the crucifixion that was to come. He wasn't uh, a under, misunderstanding the mission of that cross. Because he understood that without it, there could be no resurrection. So he endured that, even until the death of the cross. Take up your cross. Follow me. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform across the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to speak to you again, I'm CL. My heartfelt desire is that God would bless and keep you all.